Hello everybody and welcome to Tiger Tales, the place where you'll find stories and fan fictions written and read to you by host, me, Ty Tiger. Let's dive back into a one-off short story series of mine where I create, draw and then make a story for new Power Rangers. Today we're diving back in to the Red Cornish Rangers ever so growing multiverse as I give him a second variation. The first one being the Pink Cornish Ranger which you can check out after this video. This is the Crimson Cornish clone. Yes, I cloned Mark the Recorded Ranger. <laughs> that being said, this will also end up being attached to the Task Force Hojo storyline of mine, which, but that's more on that later on. So, let's dive in with today's story. Power Rangers, the Crimson Cornish Clone. One-off short story. The Earth was lost to the Machine Empire. The machines took over the planet. Some members of the human race managed to set up shop by close by Habital Moon. Turns out this moon had oxygen and gravity similar to the Earth. Several years passed, and the colony managed to set up a cloning facility. They cloned the DNA of certain rangers that they managed to get before leaving Earth. They had access to the morphing grid and tried to clone their morphing powers as well, the best they could, but they could only ever get so close. They managed to successfully clone five rangers, Rocky, the Blue Zia Ranger, Danny, the Black Wild Force Ranger, Mike, the Green Samurai Ranger, Kendall, the Purple Dino Charge Ranger, and Mark, the Red Cornish Ranger. The clone of Mark was the first one to learn to speak and stand, and he picked up listening and learning very quickly. The head of the project, Dr. Bailey, walked up to the clone and dubbed him K-Ram, Mark, backwards. Hello, K-Ram. How are you today? Dr. Bailey asked. Good, thank you, Doctor, K-Ram replied. Shall we go and do some training? The doctor asked him with a small smile. K-Ram nodded and followed the doctor to the training room. There, he was handed a clone of the Power Morpher. Now remember, we built this thing backwards, the only way we could have made... It a solid and suitable for someone like you to use without killing you, Daily, uh, Dr. Bailey said. Okay, Doc, K-Ram nodded. Then K-Ram held out the morpher. K-Ram barked. The morpher popped open in a flash of crimson light. Nothing happened. He stood there the same as he was a few seconds before. Sorry. K-Ram said with no facial expression, handing the doctor the morpher. No, 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 K-Ram, it's okay. We must not let this take us down. Let's focus on your fighting, shall we? Da dr Bailey suggested. K-Ram nodded, and then he started fighting holograms that were projected from the walls. Then suddenly, Ken and Kor walked in, the clones of Kendall and Rocky. They walked up to K-Ram. Well, 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 look who's trying to be a big, bad Cornish Ranger, Kor laughed. Ken let out a snort. You two play nice now, you're all on the same team, Bailey told them. Then he left the room and let the three of them train. Ken started fighting one of the holograms. She ducked as the hologram figure swung for her. She then blocked the other attack. Then she kneed the figure in the stomach and punched it across the head. Then she turned around to face the other one. She blocked an incoming attack, grabbed the opponent's wrist and kicked the back of the figure's legs. And then as it fell to its knees, she wrapped the back of her leg around the figure's head, pulled it to the floor and then stomped on its head. Kor ran at one of the holograms. He ran up the wall and kicked off of it, using the momentum to kick the figure in the head. Then he spun around and kicked the figure again. Then he pushed it against the wall, jabbed it several times in the chest before striking one final powerful blow. Then the hologram stumbled off its feet. K-Ram's shoulder bashed a hologram, then placed 
his grip on the hologram's head and brought it down to knee it in the face. He then spun around and kicked it in the stomach, then he turned his attention to his next opponent. He ran up to it, ran up its body, then launched himself into the air. He spun around and slammed his fist in the hologram as he landed on top of it. All the holograms disappeared, and the three of them grouped up. Nice going, Red. Ken said with a slight grin, then K-Ram walked away and headed to the canteen, ignoring the other two. There he found Dan and Mick, the clones of Danny and Mike. They sat there having lunch, K-Ram joined them and they welcomed him. K-Ram sat down and looked awkward. How did tra- training go, K-Man? Dan asked. It didn't work, but common training seems to be co- uh, complete, K-Ram told them. Get on you, and you'll get the morphing down soon enough, Dan said with a nod. Everyone is different, Mike, his clone stated. Dr. Bailey then came walking up to them. I need you guys in the brief room in two minutes. Ken and Cor are already heading there, Dr. Bailey demanded. Then he stormed away. K-Ram, Dan and Mick all climbed out of their chairs and followed Dr. Bailey. They all piled into the briefing room where the map of the moon they resided on was on show. Alright team, today I give you your first mission. A pod of some kind has crash landed nearby. We can teleport you closer to it, then I want you guys to sort it out. Then you guys will morph for precaution, and give us a full detailed report. If there is anything living in it, bring it in alive. If it's a threat, you handle it, Dr. Bailey demanded. But, um, um, K-Ram started, but the doctor raised his hand to silence him. Once you all morph, your morpher better piggyback off your teammates and you'll be fine, K-Ram. The doctor told him. The team was given watches and prepared themselves for their mission. Core was voted as team leader. Then they all teleported to the location. They all stood there on the moon ground, taking in the view. The sky was black and a small light could be seen. It was the sun, but it was very far away to light up the whole sky. The ground was a dark orange and very rocky, like any other moon. There was a few large jungle plants spotted around, powerful plants with genetic makeup of those of Earth's trees, which allowed oxygen to be breathed on the surface. The team all approached the pod. It looked like an escape capsule that had crash-landed. The door was open and the team found it empty. Now what? Karam asked. Someone has been here for sure. Maybe they are still around? Ken suggested. Suddenly, a noise came from behind a rock. They all stood there watching it, concerned and confused. Then, a machine came from the rock, holding a blaster. It was humanoid, green and silver, with two horned crests on its forehead. Now what, Dan Bart? We should morph, Ken replied. Prime Directive. Destroy humans. Must find Prime Conduit first. Sending signal to Earth. Earth unable to respond, machine said. It's from Earth. K-Ram blurted. We should have morphed already. We need to take it out. They'll report back to them. Back. The Machine Empire could be upon us any second if this thing stays alive. Core ordered. Then all five of them revealed their morphers. Core placed both morphers together and they clicked into one another. He called out and was morphed into the Aqua Zero Ranger. Dan opened his morpher and pressed the center button that held his phone morpher to his ear. Dan called out and morphed into the obsidian Wild Force Ranger. Ken placed her dino charger into the blaster, spun the chamber, and then she aimed the blaster and pulled the trigger. She called out and morphed into the lavender dino charge ranger. Mick held out his morpher and wrote his symbol, then flicked his wrist. 
He called out and morphed into the Hunter Green Samurai Ranger. K-Ram held out his power morph. He called out and morphed into the Crimson Cornish Ranger. The five rangers stood there and dropped into their fighting stances. The Zia Ranger ran at the machine and punched it in the chest. The machine then kicked the ranger, then blasted him, making him fall to the ground. The Lavender Ranger ran at the machine, pulling the trigger on her Dino Blaster, hitting the machine several times, before it shot back, hitting the ranger dead on. The Obsidian Wild Force Ranger slammed into the machine, lifted it into the air, and he threw it, and it crashed on the floor. The machine stood, aimed its wrist, they shot a yellow snare rope, which caught the Obsidian Ranger. He dropped to the floor, trying to escape out of it, but it was getting electrocuted. The Hunter Green Ranger ran with his sword and slashed the machine. The blade extended from the machine's wrist and slashed back. The Samurai Ranger was now thrown off his feet. The Crimson Cornish Ranger stood there. He summoned the Sword of Depression, the Mirror Sword of the Sword of Darkness. He ran at the machine and aimed its blaster and shot at the Crimson Ranger. He rolled forward dodging the attack, then the machine aimed its wrist and shot another snare rope. The Crimson Ranger swung his sword up and sliced the rope in half. Then the machine swung for the ranger, he blocked the attack, pushed the machine back, then tripped up the machine and stabbed the sword into the machine's chest. The machine started sparking and shaking like it was having a fit. Sending SOS to Earth, unable to SOS, Earth, unable to respond, the machine said. What does that mean? The Crimson Ranger asked. Earth isn't able to respond, because Earth no longer stands since date 03082110. Earth destroyed, machine empire gone, fulfilling protocol, the machine explained. Wait, did you say Earth is destroyed? The Zero Ranger asked as the other rangers all climbed to their feet and circled the machine. Yes, hands of humans on the colony found 12 clicks away, the machine told them. All rangers demorph. Guys, we are made to defend Earth, to save it, to get it back. But if it's destroyed, why are we stood here? K-Ram asked. That's a good question. Core growled, his face dressed in rage. Then he slammed his watch and teleported away. Why are you here? Ken asked the machine. To find answers, find new planet, find home for machines, the machine replied. When did you leave Earth? Dan asked it. Five minutes before the attack, I was sent out... To machine Empire's last hope, battery power failing, power at 2%, entering rest mode to preserve energy. The machine muttered, then it powered down. Then the team all stood there confused, they all had questions. The answers the machine gave opened up more doors that led to more questions. Then the communication started be ble bleeping. They all answered. Team, core gone mad! Attacking Hulk! Bailey! One of the engineers called out, but the signal was lost. It seems like core needs to be stopped, k told them. They all agreed and hit their communicators and teleported away. They teleported into the base and found it completely ruined. Everything was destroyed. Things were on fire. Screams were broken. People laid on the floor in pain, or worse, dead. Ken checked on one of the scientists, but was met with no pulse. We have to find core. This is too much, Ken muttered. Then the four of them ran off and headed deeper into the base. There, in the training room, they found the Aqua Blue Zero Ranger holding Dr. Bailey by the throat, lifting him off the ground. Core, stop this! This is madness! K-Ram barked. No! Our mission has been mute this entire time! We have been made. Our entire existence has no reason! The Zero Ranger roared back. 
I am sure it has better meaning than that. Right, Doc? K-Ram yelled out. I'm afraid it is much worse than that. The doctor gasped as he tried to inhale oxygen. What does that mean? K-Ram asked back. It doesn't matter, the Zeo Ranger growled. He then threw the doctor across the room. He slammed against the wall and fell to the floor. You need to stop destroying everything. Only makes us as bad as the Machine Empire. If you continue, K-Ram told him. The Aqua Ranger turned on his teammates. They all morphed again and faced the Rogue Ranger. The Zeo Ranger ran at the team. He jumped up and kicked the Lavender Ranger in the chest. Then kneed the Ranger in the stomach. He then grabbed the Ranger by the head, pulled hard and snapped the Ranger's neck. The Lavender Ranger dropped to the floor. She demorphed and Ken laid there dead. The Obsidian Ranger jumped up and swung his mighty axe down in rage. The blood curdling battle cry escaped him as the axe hit the ground and centimeters away from the Zeo Ranger. The Zeo Ranger quickly grabbed the Obsidian Ranger's head and slammed it on the handle of the axe. He then pulled the axe out of the ground and slashed the Obsidian Ranger hard with it and he dropped to the ground. He demorphed and then the Hunter Green Ranger, who started writing a symbol with a Samurizer, ran up to them, but the Aqua Blue Ranger bolted forward and kicked them off out of his hands, then booted him in the chest, setting him flying back. The Crimson Ranger summoned his sword and ran at the Aqua Ranger. He slashed the Ranger several times before tripping him over. The Aqua Ranger jumped to his feet quickly, then he threw his fist, but the Crimson Cornish Ranger clenched his fist around the sword's dark energy emanating off of it, starting to increase he could feel the sword's power growing. Then the Crimson Cornish Ranger jumped up and swung his sword. He landed an attack which struck the Aqua Ranger hard. The Aqua Zero Ranger dropped to the floor and demorphed. Then so did the Crimson Cornish Ranger. K-Ram ran over to the Doctor and pulled him to his feet. Thank you, K-Ram. It always happens. He usually does. It's always core as well, Doctor Bailey told him. What do you mean it's always core? K-Ram asked. Well, normally, when I replay the experiment, I don't usually lose all my assistants this quickly. Luckily, their cloning process is pretty quick, the doctor explained. Hang on. Everyone in here is a clone? K-Ram asked. <laughs> yes, dear boy, the doctor nodded. What about Earth? Or the human race? K-Ram blurted. His mind started racing. Earth was destroyed many years ago. The last few humans destroyed it with a missile 13 times stronger than any nuke found on Earth. And, of course, he got rid of the Machine Empire. A few of them escaped, but they kept on sending these scouts, which is what you guys just destroyed. I was hoping it wouldn't relay the information to you, but I digress. Luckily, you're always around, K-Ram, and I know you'll be better next time. The Doctor told him, placing his hand on K-Ram's face. What do you mean, next time? Where are the other humans? K-Ram barked, pushing the Doctor back. My dear boy, I'm the last man on Earth. I had to take precautions to protect the cloning process, to protect the next step of the human race, the doctor snapped. So we are made for no reason living under a false prefect. That we could save a race and a planet that does not exist, K-Ram roared. Maybe, yes. But I have restarted many times to make sure I get it right. This is the only, the fourth try now? And it's miles ahead of the f uh, first one. Hell, it's Mars head of the last one. The last one... You won't understand. But the last one will be perfect. I hate to think you won't remember, Dr. Bailey told him. Wait, what do you mean I won't remember? Kira asked. Well, you see, I, as a young boy, was saved by the Red Cornish Ranger. 
Time jumped 40 years, and I'm being shipped to a moon. I have Mark's DNA. So I cloned him and made you. I raised you. And then when everything happened, I decided I cannot kill you. I reset everything when I'm done. I lose 10% of the DNA every time. Then I cloned them. You're the boy. The perfect one. And then I wipe your memories instead of cloning you. You'll be perfect. And you'll be mine again. The dot decide. Screw you. Kram bought. Then he summoned his sword and it started floating. He morphed without his morpher. Rage fueled him. Pain flowed through his veins. The Crimson Cornish Ranger raised the sword high in the sky. The sword burst of black, pure evil energy. Then a shimmer of blue. A bright light burst from the sword. It struck the ceiling, making it crack. Pieces started falling. Please, Kram. I know you're upset, but I promise I won't reset your memories. We need to preserve the human race. You can help on the next one if you wish, Dr. Bailey yelled as the force rippling off the sword started pushing him back. There won't be a next one, the Crimson Cornish Ranger screamed. Then he swung his sword. The entire building was destroyed. Everyone was crushed underneath the entire base, now flattened into nothing but piles of rubble. It fell apart and burned. Several hours later, Kram was sat on a rock. The base he knew his entire existence... Every existence was nothing but rubble sat behind him. He sat there with a sigh, his team, his creator, everyone he's ever known, dead. The mission he was made to complete was nothing but a folktale made to keep his mind in a fog. Kram sat there lost and confused. Suddenly, a portal opened and two girls and a guy walked out. Hello, Kram. My name is Aisha, the purple Ultra Ranger from Universe 19. This is Minnie, the pink Corn Ranger, and Chad, the Wakanda Ranger, the black woman said. How do you know my name? Kram snapped. He jumped off his rock and held his fists up. Whoa, hey, my name is Minnie. I'm the corner ranger like you, the other girl told him. Are you a clone of Mark as well? Kram asked her. Uh, no, he, he's my father. Well, in my universe, he's my father. I'm his replacement, but I'm part of something better. Aisha has a team of rangers across the multiverse, and we help universes who have no help. We want you to join us, Minnie explained. What? Why? I can't leave. Kram sighed. Dude, there's nothing here. You're alone, man. Chad chuckled. Aisha nudged him in the chest. What Chad means is you're a strong ranger, and everyone needs a friend every now and then. You can come help people and do good. Aisha told him. Kram looked at the destruction that laid in front of him. He took a deep breath and looked at the three rangers. Count me in. Kram muttered. Then Aisha led him through the portal. There he entered a white and silver base, sat in a purple void. The void that sat between universes. Welcome to Task Force Hojo, Aisha said with a grin. Kram stood there with awe. A small grin appeared on his face. He felt a sudden calmness soothe his unknowing of the future. He stood there ready to be a ranger and a saviour like he was made to be. And there you have it, guys. Another instalment of my one-off short stories, Power Rangers. And a little tease of Task Force Hojo. At the end there, I gave you a little something that will be further explored later on. Thank you all for checking out this video. Please go check out the original Red Cornish Ranger and his podcast, Nursery Comic. There you'll find his story, Power Rangers World Britannia. And also the ever-growing Universe 20. Me and Mark are two of the three members of the Three Ranger Bros. Make sure you check out the third member of Cosmic 267 with 
his podcasts, which are Storytime with Cosplay Dude 637, Parangers Universe 19, Sailor Moon E, One Piece the Audio Drama, and of course, The Order. And then his YouTube channel, Nostalgia Time. I actually upload on several of them as well as my own story, so make sure you go check them out. Then, of course, make sure you check out the other Tiger Tales channels. We have Tiger Tales The Lost Stories, where you'll find more stories like this one, but all of them in the first person perspective. Tiger Tales Game Over, where you'll find more stories, but they're all video game related, and Tiger Tales The Mysterious Origins, where you'll find the original storylines, all of my own, and the beginning of every tale on every Tiger Tales channel. That being said, don't forget to subscribe to this channel, and of course, I shall see you guys real soon.